You're listening to the New Century Multiverse. Arlington Remastered. Chapter 23 The Precipice. The events after this happened with alarming speed. Thomas was approaching the stairwell that would lead him back down to the inner halls of the treasury. The black lion dropped from the sky to land in the area between. Its wings spread and the rider atop its back snarled. Both snipers dropped to their knee and took aim. Hold fire! Sir, get down! Clearly you want me. The lion bounded forward, and the rider reached out to snatch my husband up by the neck. The snipers fired, one piercing the shadowy figure's shoulder, the other impacted upon his chest. Blood trickled onto his furs and down the arm, staining Thomas's coat. Agent Lee rushed to intercept, chasing the flying beast across the roof as fast as her legs could carry her. They reached the edge, and for one moment she considered leaping out after it, but the dizzying height yawned before her, and she realized this was not a leap she could survive. The rider turned to look at her, and she flung a knife across the space between them. The blade sank deep into his face below his left eye, and there it stayed. His glare remained locked on hers as he compelled his steed up out through the sky above Washington, wheeling and circling and clutching at Thomas until they came to rest on the dome spire of the Capitol building. The rider dropped Thomas down to the narrow ledge that ran its circumference. His immense mount folded in its wings and gripped the dome, roosting high atop the seat of Congress. The stonework shuddered as it bore the weight of this beast. The rider dismounted and made towards my husband, towering above him, silhouetted by the dying sun. They were dizzyingly high, and the ledge was narrow. I like to think that Thomas stood his ground upon the precipice and raised his chin in defiance of his kidnapper. The dreadful injuries of the bullet wounds had begun to close up, the flesh beneath the skin rejecting and pushing out the lead shot. He clasped the throwing knife between finger and thumb and pulled it from his face watching Thomas all the while as the wound yawned and leaked crimson, before likewise knitting itself slowly back together and scarring. Soon enough, he was able to move his jaw again and talk. I am difficult to kill, as is Breothir. He patted the manticore upon the flank and then handed Thomas a device. It was a Vox tube. You listen. Thomas obligingly switched it on. What is your name? My name is George Henderson. I'm just a farmer. And heard a recording of two apple farmers 
and he learned of their fate that morning, and of its implications. Seth. Yes. You know who I am, clearly. Oh, yes. Did you kill Hayes? I did. A warning? Correct. Are you going to kill me? Perhaps. I am undecided. In which case, what do you want to ask me or tell me? I read your second handbook last night. It fascinated me. I wished to meet you. I've wanted to speak with Thomas W. Arlington for some time, but this was my first glimpse inside the heart of the man. I want to kill you. It seems like the best course of action. But there are still some other roads we could go down. So the Wendigos in the city today were all you're doing? You're infected. I hold an influence of the species within my body. Today was intended as a demonstration to help people like you understand what I am capable of. Hundreds of people are dead or now carrying the Wendigo infection. You couldn't simply show up and ask for a meeting? I wanted to be sure I would have your full attention and that you would understand the gravity of what I'm about to propose. Besides which, I had no idea your people would be gathered together in such a perfect storm of resentment, fear, and hate. But that just makes my point so much more succinct. Had they been as unified as you always ask of them, my family would not have stood a chance at hurting them as badly as they have. So in turn, your people have demonstrated to me their ineffectiveness as a species. Are you the source of this plague? You use such condemning language for what we represent. I could just as easily level the same word at you humans. This is why I brought you up here. For perspective. Look out there. Survey your kingdom. Babylon crumbles and burns. Your general may have done his work in one part of the city. Your president may be safe, but across block after block and street after street, the men and women you try so hard to guide are still turning on one another. This is orgiastic expression of their deeply felt unhappiness. You have failed. I am here to ask you, was this worth what you have given? This dark heart exposed. I tried so very hard. Do you still have faith in them? After this, do you believe they can pull together and weather this storm as you have commanded? Yes, I do. You're lying. No, 
It is a very convincing lie. I'm curious. You almost believe it yourself. Look out there again. Three human men are dragging a woman to the pavement. Right here in your shining capital, they are giving in to the savagery you try so hard to hold at bay at every moment. You call it weakness. You consider it the behavior of a base creature you have moved on from as a species. I say you have put a necktie around a wild animal and called it civilized. So I ask you again, with your eyes on this violation of your laws. Do you believe that mankind can cooperate long enough to survive this? No, I don't. Do you love them? Collectively. I loathe them. Do you trust them? No. They are as hateful as you say, and worse. Weak, and scared, and self-destructive. I cannot fathom their lack of reason. Then why? Why do all of this? Because... I am all of those things too. I am not a good man. I am selfish and contemptuous and proud and scared. But I have to try to be better. Or else there was no sense in existing at all. How interesting. You speak the truth here. Do you know why your people are so unhappy? <sighs> because life is hard and they all unconsciously remember when they were infants and everything was provided for them by others. Maybe. Perhaps ingrained unrealistic expectation. My people know what they must do. My people survive in a way you can never. So... My next question to you is, by what right do humans hold the Earth? Above all other beings on this planet, we aspire. Aspiration will not save you when you are no longer at the top of the food chain. I concede that the Wendigo has done a fine job of supplanting humans. Supplanting? You make it sound like you are dying out. That is not the case. You are changing from one state to the other. You are becoming us. Not dying out? We're dying by the million. Every one of us has been a victim of your kind. A a Wendigo killed my son. No, you killed your son. Rather than let him live as something else you consider lesser than yourself. Wait. No. You didn't. It's written all over your body. 
let him go. Why? Because I couldn't do it. I couldn't kill my boy. And do you regret that inaction? Do you still wonder if he is out there, living free? I never allow myself to think of him lying again. You consider this weakness. I call it a rare instance of compassion. You call it what you will. Do you truly believe that without your help, your guidance, the human will not be able to muster the strength to reclaim that throne? That is implicit in your book. I... Because if so, I can kill you now. And our troubles are over. Thomas saw the soldiers beginning to convene on the lawn before the Capitol building. He spotted Lee at the front with General Curtis, and behind them Harry and Major Butler and Steamheart. A hundred rifles were trained on their lofty perch. The damage that Briath the Manticore could do to everybody below weighed down on Thomas's already straining mind. Humans are tenacious, innovative, stubborn. But with all my projections, I have calculated time and again that this will not be enough to save them. If you kill me, they are weakened. Maybe irreparably. You believe these words, you say. So you are of great use to them. Yes. Then perhaps you can be of great use to me. Open this handbook. Look at your map of America. All the lands to the immediate east of the Pan State Line, Minnesota, Iowa, Missouri, Arkansas, Louisiana, and Mississippi are mine now. They are for my family. You will not set foot in those territories, nor attempt to reach the west beyond. You stay to your lines and we will stay to ours. The Wendigos know to respect borders now. How can they be controlled? How can they be trusted? I ask you the same of you and your humans. How can they be trusted if this is how you control them? These are impossible terms to agree upon. I know nothing of you besides your name. You are asking me to convince a nation to share its land with those who have been destroying us for years. I think you shall find it a more fair bargain than your kind gave to those who first lived here. The Cherokee, the Nottaway, the Manahawk. Where are they now in your dream of unity? Yup. You're gonna hold me accountable for the crimes of the same white men that kidnapped my great-grandfathers? Then I should kill you now. For if you do not take responsibility for these children, then who will? You kill me and war between our people is assured. It is a war you will lose. It is one I seek to prevent, but I cannot promise you those lands. So many people stand in the way of that. 
whom I have no governance over. I do not want their actions against you to count as my own. What I will promise is that if you allow us to continue clearing the cities and we are able to secure the eastern states, I will not bring our armies to these areas to muster war against the Wendigo. I am to allow you to maintain your genocide. You will have six territories worth of prospective new Wendigos. Or, if your control over your family is as strong as you say, bid them leave the East. Let our cities lie empty. You believe these words you say? I have made you a desperate man. That was not your doing. It was always them. Such immense weight is upon your back. You must be the best of men, or else be no man at all. How do I find you, if conditions change? We shall not meet again, unless you defy me. Briath! At this, he clutched once more at Thomas's neck and leapt back up upon the manticore, who took to the sky and flew from the capital roof, far down to the grass below. <laughs> the director was dropped heavily upon his feet, clutching the vox tube, Hold your fire. and gazing up into the darkening sky as the new ruler of a strange and inhuman people departed from our damaged capital. have been listening to episode 23 of Arlington Remastered, The Precipice, written, edited, and directed by Alexander Shaw. Seth and Thomas Arlington, performed by Alex Shaw. Sarah Arlington, performed by Maureen Foley. Agent Lee Ying Long, performed by Sharon Shaw. All This and Terminal, composed and performed by Kevin MacLeod of Incompetech.com. Make Your Decision by Dan Philipson of Shockwave Sound. Many Soundscapes by Tabletop Audio. And the first episode of Stone Spring Maidens is coming in the next few weeks after the last episode of Arlington. Listen to the School of Movies episode on Ralph Breaks the Internet and Frozen 2 for a sneak peek. And if you aren't listening to Through the Wind Door, the incredibly in-depth New Century Multiverse fancast, then you need to subscribe today and let the hosts Greg Downing and Toby Jungius take you deep into various interpretations, readings and deconstructions of each New Century book in turn. And these are released each week along with fascinating interviews with the cast and first impressions of every new book. And Nightfall of the Wendigo, the spiritual successor to Let Them Go, is now available on Amazon.com in beautiful paperback form. And if you're on our Patreon at the $10 level or higher, 
then access to the ebook version is part of the bonus package you receive. The New Century Multiverse is funded by Patreon. Our $15 sponsors get credit every episode, so thank you too. Aaron Lecluse, Abel Savard, Alex Outridge, Angus Lee, Benjamin Hoffer, Brian Novak, Cassandra Newman, Chris Finnick, Christopher Wolfe, Kieran Dashler, Connor Kennedy, Dan Mayer, Daniel Salguero, Dan Hepner, Dave Hickman, David Sheely, Duran Barnett, Finbar Nicole, Frankie Punzi, Greg Downing, Jameis Enright, Jesse Ferguson, Joe Crow, Joel Robinson, Johan Clayson, Joe G, Kat Esman, Kevin Vahey, Lorraine Chisholm, Mark Lutsch, Matthew A. Siebert, Matthew Webb, Michael Hasco, Sarah Montgomery, Tim Rosensky, Timothy Green, Toby Jungius, Tom Painter, Trey Contreras, and Valencia Burns.